This is the Northern Superior Brewing Company Upload Strike Zone Edition, hosted by Connor Henderson and David McCaig Jr. Northern Superior Brewing Company is located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, where there are many beer options available for purchase or delivery, and where we're superior and it's a northern thing. Make sure to follow Northern Superior Brewing Company on Facebook, tagged at Northern Superior, and on Instagram, tagged at Northern Superior Co., or the website, northernsuperior.org. The Gain Sports Show and Gem are fortunate and grateful to have Northern Superior Brewing Company a part of our sponsorship family and if you haven't already started to put in your order for some delicious beer, you're certainly missing out. So get to it. Now let's chat some baseball. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. It is your host, David McCaig Jr., bringing you a Strike Zone Edition Season 1, Episode 7. And of course, I am hosting off the beginning, getting the introductions all started of the Strike Zone Edition, which I must remind you is presented by the Tap Room at Northern Superior Brewing Company, where at Northern Superior, they're superior, and it's a northern thing. And in the tap room, the atmosphere is fantastic. It's always exciting. It's electric. Whatever word you want to use, just great atmosphere overall in the tap room at Northern Superior. Make sure you get on down there if you haven't yet. And if you really haven't been there yet, you must be living under a rock, especially if you're in Sault Ste. Marie. If you live outside the soup, give you a little bit of an exception. It is delicious beer and obviously a great partner with the game sports show and the game entertainment and media i've introduced myself you know what show this is now let's bring in the host of the show he's actually the main host of the show i'm supposed to be the co-host but you know what i always like to dive in and do the introductions and talk and have my voice heard for the first voice for everyone to hear but let's go over to the host of the show of strike zone connor henderson how are you my friend i'm doing great dave uh, I'm so glad that I, I get to host this show with you. And um, man, you got me wanting to go back to the tap room. The last time I was there, I sent a picture to all of the game and entertainment media uh, friends and family uh, of the, the beautiful scene that, that they've got out on their patio. And I can't wait to go back and then visit them once again. Oh, they oh, they got seasonal beers there. They got just over, they got a 55, you got the light. If you want to go a little lighter like me watching the carbs, you get the light. You got you got options, okay? And it's just a great setup that they've done there. I think it's long overdue that they've had that. And obviously, Tim Lukendo, obviously we work closely with here on the show and the brand, uh, is a big fan of the show, mind you. And obviously, he's a big fan of the Greyhounds as well. But we're not talking hockey on the show. It's baseball. But they've done a great job along with his partners uh, or over at Northern Superior Brewing Company. And they've had a longstanding relationship with us. And you can do beer for deliveries, free local deliveries. They also promote local restaurants when you're sitting there. Uh, they're all about local and they are a local company. And I know there's a lot of listeners that listen to the show outside of Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, so obviously with hearing this promotion, you are probably just going to want to check out the tap room when you come to Sault Ste. Marie. But for people that are inside Sault Ste. Marie, listen to this, you know what I'm talking about when I talk about it. But if you are from outside the Sioux, you, you, there's liquor stores, there's options. You ever, if you ever see that wolf and you see that can for Norton Spear Brewing Company, Make sure you get the opportunity to buy it. It is delicious. Okay. Now, Connor, that picture that you sent, you know, they love it. They love that. They share, they're very active on social media, uh, is Northern Superior, and they're always promoting their, uh, their scene. I was actually just there last night. We stayed there a little bit after closing, much to their probably dismay and didn't like it, but uh, they didn't tell us any other way. Uh, but it was, uh, it was, it's always great to be there watching the game too. They, you got options there too. And you're always around good people, which in the Sioux, I'll be corny here. There's majority. Everyone is of course, good people here in Sioux St. Marie's. Everyone knows. Uh, now, Connor, we got baseball. So I'm going to pass it over to you. What is our agenda? What are we talking about? 
I know there's always one thing that gets brought up, but I must remind you, we're doing this on another holiday weekend, not a holiday, but another holiday weekend of Strike Zone. <laughs> there's, there's two consistencies in life, Dave. There's like the whole death taxes thing. And then there's Connor and Dave getting together for a holiday special edition at, <laughs> and talking about some baseball scandals. Those are like the two things that will always, always bring a smile to my face. We've got show. Uh, baseball playoffs kicking off its first few games. We're going to do a cursory overview of some of the storylines maybe to look out for. Uh, as you guys know, Dave called the last uh, World Series winner. Um, so hopefully we'll see if he can, uh, he can call it again. And um, then we're going to switch over to talk about the heart-crushing uh, season that was the Toronto Blue Jays uh, and what their outlook is like moving forward, especially with both Robbie Ray and Marcus Semyon, two huge standouts for them this year in need of a contract. Yeah, they do. And, you know, we obviously covered local on the show a lot, but obviously we're in, we're almost in mid-October uh, for this recording. Uh, the date of this recording is October 9th. So if anyone's wondering why we're not doing individual game reactions, uh, as everyone knows, we're very keen on relevant content for each of our uploads. There's news options and highlights, com- uh, highlights that the bigger, let's say, media companies cover. Um, and not downgrading what the game entertainment media is at all, but obviously we definitely just more go around the news of that. So it's a great point that you bring up the overview, but the J season, obviously I'm excited to get to that point. Everyone knows that I'm passionate, but we do got playoffs. Uh, so I'll let you start us off. You got the LDS, uh, you got the NLDS, the teams that are in them, brief storylines into there. Uh, maybe some Cinderella stories could be, uh, could be occurring. Well, one thing that I love to see, and when we talk about powerful divisions, you know, all eyes point to the AL East um, with all these big, strong franchises, the Boston Red Sox and the, and the New York Yankees. It's really cool to see Tampa Bay Rays once again, uh, every four or five years, like on, on right on cue, they've got this, this sneaky good team uh, leading the one seed there. And they're tied 1-1 right now uh, with Boston. Uh, in that uh, AL divisional series um, b- between the two powerhouse teams there. Um, sad to see that, that the Toronto Blue Jays are not uh, one of the teams in that mix, but you know what? It, they were dealt a, a very poor hand, and uh, that, that's just sort of how the cookie crumbles. Flipping over out west, San Francisco, much like the Tampa Bay Rays, an excellent run organization has a one nothing lead over the LA Dodgers. That's a huge matchup for them. Yep. LA shorthanded with both the consistent injuries and of course, uh, unfortunate um, terrible scandals that have come out with, with Trevor Bauer. Uh, they're not at full staff and hopefully San Fran can take advantage on the West coast. Those are two teams to look out for, for me, Tampa Bay and the San Francisco giants. Yeah, that's uh, probably the, one of the more easier picks. I think it's a little bit easier this year to kind of pick. But, you know, the one thing that I love seeing was Rowdy Talas, man. You know, everyone, a little bit of Blue Jay bias here with that. But I, I even said they traded Talas for Trevor Richards. And I wasn't a fan of that trade. Uh, I feel like they could have gotten more. No offense to Trevor Richards. He was... Good in the bullpen. Wasn't great. Uh, he had a lot of inconsistencies. There's one start where he'd go in and be lights out. And then there'd be two starts where one, he'd blow the game. And then the other one, he'd let a home run and at a point it didn't matter. That's kind of the way it is. Then it redo. I really feel that the, 
the Tatelez going to Milwaukee is the best thing for him. It, it allowed him that more playing time that he certainly deserved. Okay. And he wasn't going to get in Toronto. The infield was way too packed. Uh, but again, if I had to, and there's all, there's going to be a lot of what ifs in this episode uh, that I, I feel like that we're going to touch on, especially with the Jays. But when it comes to Tellez doing that, I love seeing it. And as I just said, I wished that they would have gotten more for him because I think he is more valuable and Milwaukee and Milwaukee fans are seeing what he can do. The guy has power. He's a big lad. You know, the, he's actually a pretty decent fielder for his, uh, for his size. No offense. If you're a bit bigger guy, it's harder to be throwing your body around. Uh, but yeah, he does a pretty good job as a baseball athlete to do that. And Milwaukee fans love him. Chowton, chat, not chanting rowdy in the stands, like, and they're getting rowdy. Okay. They're getting rowdy in the stands. And that's the team, like uh, no offense to Braves fans, but the Cinderella story that I alluded to a few moments ago for Connor's point, that is who I'm pulling for out of the NL man. If I could, I want to see a Cinderella story this year. And I'm not saying that Milwaukee's a Cinderella story really because they're a pretty good ball team, but out of the NL, they would, they're not the favorites. That's my point. Uh, like when you talk favorites, you're looking at the Dodgers or San Fran, most likely just to, to be your favorites. Uh, San Fran, obviously the first seed, uh, but it'd be so awesome to see Milwaukee uh, get to the world series and maybe like a, uh, like a Milwaukee White Sox world series, but that's not going to happen. Cause I think Houston's taking care of White Sox pretty good. So, uh, but you know, I'm not going to make that prediction in terms of Milwaukee winning, but I want to say the Cinderella stories I love. And if I want to see a team that the finals are going to be, and I, I really wish I didn't want to say this. I'm going to say quickly my predictions here. So they're on record. San Fran will beat the Dodgers uh, based on the injuries. Flat out going to say that Milwaukee. I'm going to say is going to be Atlanta. I say, I think it's going to happen. That's where the Cinderella is going to happen there, but San Fran will beat Milwaukee and San Fran will make the world series. Uh, Houston will beat the White Sox. Tampa will beat Boston, despite the laughing game that Boston had on Tampa the night before this recording. Uh, then I'm going to say right now, Tampa Bay is going to make that World Series, and it's going to be Tampa and San Fran uh, in, the, in the finals. And unfortunately for San Fran fans, it's going to be a Tampa year, and the AL East, as dominant as they are, is what's going to win. And I can't believe that Tampa Bay doesn't even have that flashy of a team. They just get the job done. The best thing coming from there right now is that they're going to be playing games in Montreal. Uh, I'm very excited about that, you know, and like the owner said recently, Connor, he said that the team can't stand a full season in Tampa. They can't function. The fans don't support it. The Blue Jays had a better attendance rate this year than actually a few teams, but they had a better attendance than Tampa Bay who was a first place team in the best division in baseball, in my opinion, the best of it, best division in baseball. And it was a good division in the NL, obviously, <laughs> but there's, there's a point Connor that you have uh, with, you gotta, gotta see, we gotta make money. And the blue Jays are playing Dunedin. They're playing in Buffalo. They played a home game in Anaheim this year. Like, <laughs> okay. And they're getting booed out of Buffalo. Cause they're playing the Yankees. Like, like it wasn't any home games for them this year. Okay. And when you go to Tampa, they're all Toronto fans anywhere because there's retired gentlemen and ladies that are out in Tampa Bay, Florida, living their best life after their hip surgeries and work to enjoy a Blue Jay game. Uh, so Blue, I, I call shame to Tampa fans, man, because they've always fielded a good ball team, like a consistent organization. Okay. And they weren't always coming out on top. They weren't like the Yanks, the Sox, 
Uh, the uh, well, actually, I guess you could say the Dodgers because most recently it took them a couple years to get to that point again. But San Fran has always been a pretty good winning team. Like there's always those consistent organizations, but Tampa couldn't get to that point, right? And and they have a team that this year I think is going to do something special. Um, and I really feel that them going to Montreal, I hope they end up moving there permanently. Uh, now it won't be next year. I guarantee you 2023. I think you're going to see the Montreal Expos return to baseball and it's going to be the Tampa Bay organization. And, uh, you know, kind of sucks for Jays fans because it's cool having 30, you know, 30 plus million cheer for one team. It's going to divide the country again, but that's, what's good. Hey, eh? that's what makes baseball good. And the Jays will still sell out because they still, when they're winning, they're getting, they're getting at least 30,000, but they fill 50 at the Rogers center. And that's best in baseball. When you hit the 30,000 plus numbers, your, your, your attendance is high like that. You're higher than a lot of ballparks. So going to the whole point of Tampa, San Fran, the finals circling back to that. It's an obvious pick uh, in terms of who's going to make it there. But I think this year, despite how much I want to see Cinderella action, uh, it's not going to happen. And I just think there's too many good teams and the AL East is going to prove why it's the best division because it seems like they always get there. The AL East, it seems like they always do. And now Houston, I hate Houston. So I hope they lose to Chicago. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not an expert uh, or a professional thing to say when you say you hate an organization, it's really strong words, but I have, um, I'm really, I'm really disgusted with that organization for a lot of ways. The, the scandals before and the most recent scandal that I know you're going to jump into Connor. So in terms of baseball playoff coverage, I don't know if you have any final points as of course you're the host to touch on, but that was my finals. And you said predictions. I was right last year. Uh, I, hopefully I go two for two this year. Uh, not that I hope it out too bad. It wasn't Toronto, but I think those are going to be the results this year. That's, you know what? I, I like your, your spicy picks as always before you pick the wild card winning team to, to run the table. And they did uh, this time. You're going with the one seed unpredictable Dave back on his game with the bets. I love to see it, but for every, you know, Cinderella story, as you spoke to, there's always an ugly stepsister and that's the Houston Astros, at least for the MLB. Yep. Um, and as they lead their series two to nothing, um, scandal has yet once again hit their clubhouse um future hall of fame pitcher justin verlander 39 years old who won the world series with the houston astros just a few years ago um was recently called out uh, allegedly by his teammates um when he was scheduled to throw the first pitch at the start of their playoff series ceremonially as he's been rehabbing an injury for the entire season. Uh, the story goes that the Houston players went to team owner, uh, their team owner, and told uh, their owner that they didn't want Justin Verlander uh, to throw the opening pitch of the series um, because he hasn't been with the club all year. He's been, I guess, uh, presumably at home rehabbing. Uh, he's 39 years old. Uh, currently is making about $66 million on his contract. And uh, Houston players just didn't, I guess, want him to throw the ceremonial first bit. Like, who cares? Dave, it's a ceremonial first pitch. Who the hell cares who throws it? I, I mean, you're going to make a stink about, about that? Verlander's a Hall of Famer. Yep. Uh, and I'm not sure how many others on their roster are going to be uh, with, with the scandal news um from their previous world series win so i don't know like what, what do you have to say about that i i said the four letter h word about the about the astros and it's hate 
like, like that organization, that is disgusting. That is absolute disgusting. The, the, the guy is rehabbing at home. It could be for whatever we know the reason, but it could be, what if it's for other reasons, it could be for COVID reasons, it could be for rehabilitation reasons of terms of physical injury, whatever it may be. I'm sure Verlander, and we know what it is, as I said, but it could be any reason, whatever reason he's rehabbing for, but it, that shouldn't make him not go throw the first pitch. It should be them worrying about who takes the first pitch. You're a fucking joke is what you are. You can worry about putting your microphones on your fucking shirts. Okay. And calling signs and cheating because that's all you guys are good for. I really don't care. And he was sitting there, Altuve, those guys. Yeah. They're winning ball games right now. I don't know if they're still cheating. I hope they are. And they hope they get caught. So I feel more right. Uh, but I'm not going to take away the talent on that ball team. Okay. Obviously George Springer comes from there. Uh, talent, uh, there's a lot of talent on that team, but the attitude in that team and if fans dislike Houston, they have every right to, because especially with this, Justin Verlander has done everything for that organization. Maybe not as much as he did for Detroit because he bled for the Tigers, uh, but he's also bled for Houston. And he was a big reason why they won. Uh, they ran away with that world series. And there's a guy who also threw a no hitter for the Astros too. If I remember correctly, I don't know if it was for the Tigers or the Astros. I forget. He's multiple, he's he's multiple. Multiple. He has multiple ones. Okay. But yeah. I know one of them was against the Jays, uh, but top of my head doesn't matter. Point of my story is the, the Astros, as an organization that's classless, the guy wants to be there. The guy wants to play. You don't, you think he wants to sit at home? He's 39. Time is undefeated. Okay. You think he wants to be 39? You don't, don't think he wishes he was 29, still in his prime of his career. Uh, it's still, you know, of course, you know, pitching no hitters or being one of the dominant pitchers in the game. He probably still would be one of the top pitchers in the game if he was uh, healthy and able to play. So, this is a guy, though, that has been with you for years. It's not like a guy that you traded for in the off season that didn't play all year and is randomly showing up. Okay. Even then who gives a fuck who throws the first pitch. If I went out there and do the first pitch, no one knows who the fuck I am. Who gives a shit if I do it's for the fans to see Justin Verlander and for Verlander just to be in the presence of the field with his teammates. So he's still teammates with, and just be in the presence of the fans and for players to either for superstitious or just being absolute assholes, whatever it may be to go talk to the, to the owner and do that classless. And you, I hope you guys get bit in the ass this playoffs. And I literally hope, and we'll watch they'll probably win the fucking world series. Uh, like it, it just, it's disgusting, Connor. It is literally disgusting. And they, should be uh, let's go with the parent word here they should be ashamed let's go with that they should be ashamed of themselves because that is literally disgusting verlander's a classy very classy guy he loves houston loves the fans he loves the organization even though the fans don't even really like their own team that much uh it's that there's a lot of mess in there that i love seeing it makes me laugh Uh, but having this come up shows how big of assholes people can be and I don't know the hundred percent reason. I'm sure players will come out and say, oh, we were superstitious or whatever. They might make up some excuse. Bullshit. If you're good enough, good teams find ways to win and don't worry about superstitions. And they're winning right now. So who gives a shit? You go, you got to let them throw that first pitch. That is a joke. Absolutely, Dave. Nothing more to add. <laughs> Nothing more to add. I like that. Now, I know we're hitting, the, we're, we're technically in the off season for a certain team. And yeah. that team is, uh, well, the Tigers, for sure. They were in the offseason back in July. Um, but no offense, Tiger fans. I know we have a lot of Tiger listeners on this, on this station. Uh, but Blue Jays, Connor, 
Uh, I'm giving you the floor for a bit about the Jays because I know I'll have a bit more to say, a bit maybe uh, more swears on my end because you obviously keep it a bit more professional than I do, which is good, a good thing. Uh, but you, I want your, as the host of Strike Zone, to give your opinions about the Blue Jays. You know, it, it's crazy to me. You, you compare them to uh, the 2015 team, uh, the Jose Bautista Jays. They went on their their run. Um, there's there's a conversation to be had that this team was was better than that team. Yep. And this team finished fourth in, in the division. Dave, like what? Like oh. what are we? What's going on here? Um, everything we asked for at the beginning of the season when the team was in a slump basically came to pass. They shored up their bullpen. Um, you know, their Bobachet started playing great defense. Good. Springer came back from injury. Um, Vladdy was leading the charge. He took that huge next step. Semyon shored up his defense. He was hitting the cover off the ball. He broke a record, a 48-year record for um, second basements. Most home runs by a second baseman um, by Marcus Semyon. This includes the steroid era, you know, <laughs> when you could have you could have had you know 230-pound bowling ball human beings playing second base just mashing the ball. And Semyon, to think that he's out hitting those guys as well. Um, Alec Manoa ascending through, through the ranks and, and going 9-2. and two. Uh, their, their huge run once they moved back to Toronto. I think they were winning almost two out of every three games they played, if not more. Um, their winning percentage was off the charts. And it just it was just shy of advancing. Um, this is such an exciting team. Um and and it's so it's so sad to, to see how it how it ended up playing out. Honestly, Connor, I said this on the ESPN fourteen hundred edition. The Jays are better than the Sox and the Yankees. I'm sorry, I don't I don't give a shit. People say, well, obviously not. Okay, well you can pull out this the facts if you really want to. Um, I will say what ifs here because I think they're very do what ifs. The Jays were 26 and 11, I believe, or 25 and 11 at the Rogers Center. This, this, I think it was 25 and 11 when they returned there. That is a high win percentage. They, ha- they took advantage of home, field, of home field advantage. They were in Dundee when they were in Buffalo. They were hovering 500, if not under it. Then they had a home game in, in Anaheim, as I mentioned. How do you find that you're going to be successful when you basically were on the road all season? That's my first what if, okay? If they were at home all season, they would have been first place in this division. I'm sorry, they would have been. Sorry, Tampa, you're a very good ball team, but you would have been second. Uh, Boston, I think, would have been third, and I think the Yankees would have found their way uh, down to fourth and would have been swimming in the offseason right now, okay? That's the way I feel like it would have been. And that's the first what if. They should have played at the Rogers Center all year. Second what if, the bullpen blew 34 games this year. That is fucking disgusting. Did you know that 25 of them were before August? What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Bullpen was dog shit. Charlie Montoyo, I was sitting here criticizing him. I still will. I don't think Charlie Montoyo is the guy that is good enough to get them to the finals. I don't think he is for the finals. World Series. He's not the guy to get them there. He's not the guy to be strict. Not that they need to be strict because this chemistry in this team is like no other in the majors. But he's not that guy, I feel, that can get them to that step. I don't believe in Montoyo still. When it comes to that lineup of the Jays, I can build that lineup. 
That's how good that lineup is. I'm not saying I'm not downplaying my baseball skills, but that's how good that lineup is. From one to seven, okay, they have guys that have 20-plus homers. Okay, there's four guys, 30-plus <laughs> homers. Okay, four guys, 100-plus RBIs. Guriel was flirting with 100 RBIs too, who had bought sixth in the order. Danny Jansen was hurt all year. He's the people chirp Danny Jansen. I love Danny Jansen. I think he's a great fit there in Toronto. There's a guy who can also hit 20 home runs too. Imagine a full season from him. There's another what if. But they still up to seven. Eight, nine is filled out by Santiago Espinal, who's emerged this year. And then then basically your, your, your catcher or maybe another outfielder like, Corey, like Dickerson or maybe it's uh, Alejandro Kirk or maybe it's Jansen. Whatever it is, they, their lineup from one to nine is stellar. One to seven, you have ability to get home runs and runs batted in. That, so my what if with that is that Montoyo can build this lineup. But I feel like if they had a different manager, it would have been different this year too. Sorry, that's the other what if. So there's three, I think that's three what ifs to this current point. So I mentioned Roger Center, bullpen, Montoyo. Montoyo put an asterisk beside because he did, the team did very well. Once he did get the tools in the bullpen, he did do pretty good with it. So I will kind of, hold the reins on three, but it's still a little bit of a what if for me. The fourth thing, what if George Springer was healthy all year? If George Springer was healthy all year, I feel like there's a guy that will still would have stole you two or three wins. Okay. The fifth, what if Simeon missing that first base throw against the Tigers? What did I say on the last show? That's going to come and haunt them if they don't make it within a game. And what fucking happened? They didn't make it within one game. Okay. It could have been that game. It could have been the 33 bullpen blown out games, but that one game, that one time you had that final out and Simeon was spectacular all year. It didn't make any errors. And that one time he makes one. I remember sitting and watching that game. So that's going to be the fucking error that we talk about on my show that I'll remember. And guess what? I do remember it. So I'm going to do a little kudos and toot my own horn and say, yep, those little things is number five. The what if error against the tigers or what if that didn't happen, but also the little things that they could have capitalized on uh, in the game that they were still growing with if they were more mature. Okay. So it's five reasons. The big reasons that I'm going to mention here is that they weren't home all year and the bullpen. Those are the two reasons that really stand out to me. Okay. They're too good not to be in the playoffs. They're better than the Yankees and the Red Sox. Sorry. Yes, they are. If anyone wants to argue with me, come tell me. We'll look at the stats. We'll look at everything down to a T. We'll see who's the better offensive team. It comes down to bullpen. It came down to manager decisions at the end of the day and playing on home field advantage, which does help Toronto because they actually put butts in their seats that care about their team. Sorry, other fans in the league. Those are the two that really stick out to me. All right. The Jays having this, people say, well, it's such a waste. It's not. It's not a waste. This has been a great growing year for a lot of those players. And I'll tell you, next year, a full year at the Rogers Center, if they make some ads that they should this year, as Sapiro says, I'll add if fans show that they're going to put butts in the seats. Shut the fuck up, Sapiro. Fans are going to be there. And Rogers are very rich. Rogers Media, I'm calling you out. You have a lot of money lots of money. Um, you can spend the money. And if you put the money in the right places, which means sign Semyon, Ray, yes and no. I, I'm still indifferent about Ray because this was his hot year and other years. Short-term, yes. Long-term, no for Ray. 
Okay, that's my advice for the Jays. Three years, because you have control with Bichette, Vlad, Gurriel. All those guys are locked up, right? You don't want to hinder yourself down the road with a long-term deal that might hurt one of those deals. Teoscar Hernandez, right? Those are guys that Teoscar is going to be a free agent in three years. So, and Gritchick's a free agent in a couple of years. Gritchick's probably a guy that they would move, I'm sure, maybe. But anyways, point is, you don't want to put yourself in a contract issue. So what you do is, Ray, we'll give you three years, 20 mil a season. Here's your 60 mil, your payday. Prove your prove yourself there. Semyon, you're making 18 this year. You're worth 23. Let's give you a four-year deal. Because by the time Semyon and Ray have done those deals, Vlad's going to need a max. Bouchette's going to need a max. And hopefully you can win multiple titles within those couple of years. So I've talked about my five what-ifs, the two highlight points, and what the Jays should do. That is re-sign Semyon and, and re-sign Ray as long as Ray is short-term. If Ray's long-term, let him walk. I'm sorry. Let him walk and go look at what you can add in the free agent pool for an affordable price. Okay. Of, of similarity. I think they should re-sign Steven Matz. I think he'd be affordable. Uh, I feel like even though he had a good season, I think he probably re-signed the close to the same, same amount. Uh, Mar- Marcus Stroman, stay the fuck away. Uh, please. And thank you. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, let's bring him in. Why not Dave? You're no, why no? I just know attitude problems. We don't need that. And I was just mentioning him on Toyo. Isn't Mr. Strick. He won't be able to handle Strowman. I'm sorry. I used to love Strowman. He thought he got, he thought he was this ace. If he goes to Toronto, he's not the ace. Manoa, Barrios, Ryu. Okay. And if Ray's there, you're not the fucking ace. You're fifth starter, pal. You're fourth, fifth starter. You're, you're not who we're playing the wild card game. You're not who we're playing in game one of the first round, second round, or the World Series. You're that guy who's coming out of the fucking bullpen in the playoffs. End of story. Unless you come out and you pitch a 20 wins, one loss year, and get the Cy Young and shut me up, then maybe I'll give you more respect again, like you did when you came back from your ACL tear in 2015, and you pitched at Yankee Stadium with your blue glove on, and you're all emotional, and you went undefeated when you came back. If you can be that Marcus Stroman, which I know you're not, because you got the the blonde cornrows now, you're overthrowing balls, you're getting mad at your players, you played on the Mets, which was an absolute joke this year, giving thumbs down to the fans. No, I don't want that. I I don't need that. We don't need that as fans. So, like I said, Connor, a lot there for me to say. Uh, but overall, out of my five what-ifs, I've said the two top ones. Okay, the, the home ice, the home, ice well, home field and the bullpen. Okay, they need to re-sign the two guys, one longer-term Sammy and one short-term Ray, if not let Way Rock. Uh, and they also need to make sure they spend money this offseason. That's my last and big request. I've said that point a few moments ago. I'll re-say it right now. I need and want Rodgers to spend money. Resign that bullpen, bring the same core back and add. I like Craig Kimbrell. Why not throw him as the as the setup man right behind Romano? You know, a little guy like this just hanging out. No one can see the video right now because we don't have video yet for the for the show. It's coming very soon, as everybody knows. But add, go spend 50, 60 million this year. Get a couple arms in the bullpen. Uh, if you need to get it on a starter, get it on a starter and round out this team. To, that you're buying to win like Anthopolis did with Price and Tulewitzki. If you need to move somebody, you're looking at Gritchick and Guriel. Guriel's worth more because he has longer term and control, six plus years of control. Gritchick, you don't. So if you're going to get an absolute stud for Guriel, do it. If not, you keep that man. I love Guriel. That's what you need to keep. His, his outfield defense this year was off the charts. Gritchick, I think, is the guy you to look at trading off and re-signing Dickerson. I think Dickerson was a great fit there. So Shapiro, I just, I just, I should be making your money. I just told you what to do and what to look on. Okay. I'm very surprised Montoyo's were, oh, wait, I'm not surprised Montoyo's returning. Okay. But I just don't know Connor, if he's the guy 
that can get them there. I'm so sorry if I did. He did prove himself better with the bullpen when they improved. But is he, in your opinion, as host of the strike zone, is he a guy that can get you there? Or is it still unfair to judge? Am I being too judgy? No, Dave, I think you're being completely reasonable. Um, I don't think that um, any manager uh, like should be given like a golden shield uh, of uh, free from scrutiny uh, simply because their, their team had a hot finish to the season. If the exact same um, record was, was achieved by the Jays, but like say their winning streak was at the beginning of the year instead of at the end, um, we're not talking about re-signing him. We're talking about firing him. So um, looking at the season in its totality, uh, I think it's completely reasonable that you, you call into question um, whether or not he's the guy uh, for this group long-term. I know he gets along with everybody, right? With the home run jacket. He's like one of the boys there. But when the going gets tough, let's go look at San Diego. Fucking Tatis and Machado getting into it, which Tatis, I'm sorry, Machado would probably beat your head off. Not going to lie, Machado's a pretty tough dude, it looks like, in my opinion. But so much chemistry in that team, I thought, in San Diego. It's what it looked like. If you play MLB The Show 21, and you see how they used to dance in the bowl, in the, in the, in the dugout, San Diego, in the opener of MLB 21, you, you would know what I'm talking about. But there's a, there's a manager, obviously, that I forget who it is top of my head right now. But besides that, they, they, they actually have a manager that is a pretty – you know, upfront guy. And there's a team that he couldn't really hold, but there's not too many. I'm not saying the manager's got to go in there and say, oh, break it up and get all mad. But again, Montoya feels like he's with one of the guys and that works. But what happens if fire gets lit in that dugout? That's never happened yet. And yeah, because they're all brothers, right? They all love each other in there. But the Blue Jays, it's weird. It's like they don't argue. It's like they love each other so much in there, which is great to see. But one day there's going to be a game in the ALDS ALC, whatever it may be, World Series, where the Heat's going to get up and their Springer's going to go talk to someone so you should do this and this and this because Springer's a leader, right? He's won. He's been there. So he's going to be like coaching some of the young guys and some of the young guys may not, you know, take it as serious. That's where you got to, as a manager, jump in and say, guys, guys, hey, smarten up. You're on TV, number one. Number two, talk it out as men. Don't yell at each other and blow each other off. I don't think Montoyo can have that conversation, but I don't know him, okay? And if he's listening somehow and hears this, Please comment below, Charlie Montoyo, and prove me wrong and chirp me below if you want, okay? But I just don't think he's the guy that is going to get them there. Like Joe Torre, right? That guy who was tough, right? Uh, a Buck Showalter in Baltimore who's not a – I'm not saying I thought he was a good manager. He's not, but he's tough. He's mean. Like he could – he'll say shut the fuck up. He'll tell you to shut the fuck up. You don't listen. You don't – you sit down, okay? He's a very much strict manager that maybe – like when it comes with these young guys you need, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Montoyo is the guy that can get them there because really Montoyo hasn't had playoff baseball since last year in a very odd year where he got swept by a very good team called the Tampa Bay Rays. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this chance this year. Prove me wrong. Full season of the Rogers Center and hopefully some good additions and re-signings, hopefully at the same core, plus some additions to top it off. And then we'll see by mid-season next year, based on where the Jays are, I will come back around and either eat my words about Montoya if I think if he's using the bullpen correctly, players correctly, and if he deserves to have the chance, or if I can say, ha-ha, I'm right, they should have fired him. Let's keep it at that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And the home field advantage thing cannot be understated because – um, they've done like macro like studies of the four major sports leagues 
home teams win 54% of the time, no matter what the sport, no matter what the skill of the home team itself. Um, and I think that really speaks to the disadvantage, especially in a sport like baseball, where 54%, you might say, okay, like a 4% difference. Well, in a 160 game season, 4% is how many wins, Dave? It's like six wins, maybe six and a half wins, six and a half wins. The Jays aren't worried about the wild card. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're in it sleepwalking. And if not uh, pushing on, on the Tampa Bay Rays for number one in the division. And you know what? I dislike what ifs, because I said this at the top and I'm kind of contradicting myself. I said, good teams find ways to win. Right. And I feel like when it comes to league, it depends on the sport more so than others, but I'm a strong believer that just seeing this team and the improvement that they would have been, and you can't have what ifs too bad. That doesn't happen. The Jays aren't here. doesn't matter, but I can tell you confidently, I don't use what ifs often. Trust me, I'm a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. I'm a Jays fan, a Raptors fan. I've seen a lot of heartbreak in my life. Uh, less, I haven't, well, the Jays, I've only seen the playoffs a handful of times, and they've been good in the playoffs. They actually get past the first round. I don't, and they've won when I was two, uh, two, one years old and two years old. So I don't remember those, but there there's obviously the Jays are, you know, a bit more when they get in, they do pretty good, except last year, they didn't get past the first round. The Raptors, I've seen a title. The Maple Leafs don't even get me fucking started. Okay. About Toronto. Okay. It's been 17, 18 years since 04. So they even got past the first round, let alone win a cup in 54 years, which I wasn't born. So. I don't use what ifs could have a lot in my life. I really don't. I just sit here in absolute pain and disgust it, disgust wondering what the fuck they can do to try to actually try to win next year. So I don't use what ifs or try to use excuses, but excuses can be had this year as the Blue Jays were at a disadvantage this year going into COVID and they actually did very good given the circumstances. So hats off to a very good year. I'm excited for next year because I think they're finishing first. I'll say it right now. Sorry, Tampa Bay Rays. Not finishing first next year. The Blue Jays, early prediction. Even before these resignings, all the players are bringing back now still. This is a team that will finish first in their division next year. We will see a division title for the Blue Jays next season. Mark my words. That's flat out saying it. Sorry. Fuck you, Yankees. Fuck you, Red Sox. Enough with that. It's Blue Jay time now to fly, and they deserve it. And they're going to win for multiple years, okay? They're going to be very good. They're going to, they have the core to do it, but Shapiro has to open his bank account. It's not even his, it's Rogers. And like, we can look up the money right now, Connor. I want, what's Rogers' money? I bet you it's online. We can probably find it before we go. What's that? What do I look at? Rogers, media. What am I looking for? Capital. Uh, uh, what, what, what word am I looking for here? I can't remember. Uh, value. Value. Rogers, media, value. $23.47 billion. Okay. Okay. You can buy some players. You'll get that money back in fans, okay, that buy the jerseys and shit. $23.47 billion. You telling me you don't have money? Holy fuck. You can almost solve world hunger, for God's sakes. Enough of the bullshit. As of October 7th, 2021, that's two days ago, $23.47 billion, Connor. They can resign Ray, Semyon. They can go get fucking Hank Aaron out of fucking retirement to come fucking play. And they can dig up, dig up Babe Ruth and revive him with a scientific system and fucking get him to come play. Okay. That's how much money that is. Okay. Spend your money this year, invest in this team. Let's get some wins. And then 
that $23.47 billion will increase not only because of what they do now, because of the Blue Jays. I'll tell you right now, they'll get $50,000 a night in there. The roof will be rocking. Beer cans throwing on the field. Hats when they get three run home runs in a game because we think it's hockey. It's going to be fucking epic if you can keep fielding a competitive team and they have the team to do it, Connor. Dave, who's going to be? This is before we conclude, the yeah. fans need to know one question. Um, who's going to be leading the Blue Jays in home runs next year? Vlad Guerrero Jr. or Zombie Babe Ruth? <laughs> Sorry, Vlad. Zombie game, Zombie Babe Ruth, man. That, that, that guy is going to hit dingers. He's going to walk out there with a strut. He's going to have superhero powers, and he's hitting dingers. I'm telling you right now. Um, but here's your question. Who okay. wins the MVP? Oh, David. Come on, you know I'm a Shohei Otani guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I kind of agree. I do agree that it's going to be Otani. Vladdy's one hope was that the Jays like made the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like that was kind. Of, was that not? That was kind of the argument there. Yeah. Is if you make the playoffs, then you know you get into that whole like, should the team matter? Is somebody more valuable if their team's better? If if anything, some people say that they're less valuable because their team's good without them. I don't know that whole conversation. Um, it would have been it would have been interesting. I kind of wanted uh, the Jays to make the playoffs because then it would have made the debate stronger. And I love I love strong debates. It's it's just it gets Otani me. Otani is gonna. I, I agree. I'll I'll flat out say I think Otani is gonna win it by a slight margin because of what he does on the field. Most valuable player is the most valuable player at his position, uh, and into his team. And also his effect to the game. It could be a lot of things, but most valuable player means most valuable to his position and to his team. And he pitches well. I think his ERA was um, it was under four. I know that it was under three fifty. I think actually under three point five. I know that for sure. High strikeouts, uh, nine, ten, and two. I believe is what he was. He had a. I'm, I'm not pulling up exact records. Sorry, I, I already erased those from the computer here. So uh, I'm. I just home runs forty five is what he had. Uh, he just had 99 RBIs. It was around that area. He had a very consistent offensive season. He had a very consistent pitcher pitching here. Like he did everything. He's the most valuable player in that, in the AL in his position. Cause he does everything. Vlad, in my opinion is very valuable to his team, but he might not be the most valuable. Sorry. And I love Vlad. I'm a huge Vlad fan. I got his Jersey right behind me here, behind, right beside the Gretzky corner. All right, there's a Vlad jersey hanging over there. I haven't taken the Blue Jay jersey off. You know why? Because I'm fucking proud of what they did this year. Okay, it's exciting. I'm not putting no Toronto Maple Leaf jersey up for a long time. If I take that jersey down, I'm putting the Game Sports Show jersey from the Mayor's Men's League back up. Okay, the old Toronto Maple Leaf jersey is going up for a while there. Uh, but Semyon, 45 home runs. Tioscar, 100-plus RBIs. Bichette was the MVP the last couple weeks. You know, like that team is well-rounded. Vlad is the best best power hitter in the game right now, I would say. Uh, Salvador Perez impressed me this year, so it's so high, of course. But you have Vlad is arguably top three players in the game right now uh, for what he does. But Shohei does everything. Or Shohei, I say Shohei a lot. Uh, but he is the MVP by a slight margin, Connor, by thousands of votes, not tens of thousands, a couple thousand or a couple hundred, even that range. But Vlad will win something this year. He'll win a one or two things. Um, and next year I think will be his breakout year where he could be an MVP if he can get to that 50 home run plateau. And if the Jays can win the division, uh, if he has the same season this year as, or next year as he did this year and the Jays get in, 
Vlad will be MVP next year. He'll get his turn. Yeah, Shohei's basically a cheat code. Like, if we're going to set this precedent and he just, like, say he does the same thing next year, how do you not give it to him every single year? Like, it's not even fair that he plays both. No, I think it's hilarious. Not even fair. I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm like I'm whining here. Um, it, it it's, it's almost like a dangerous thing, like, like, oh, so this is how, all right, well, just give him the MVP every season as long as he pitches below four ERA and hits like 30 home runs, there's, there's nobody close uh, in terms of, of roster value uh, for an individual player. But we know that's not how this game is played. It's about the narrative. So yeah, like if the Jays, you know, go on a huge run next year and Shohei gets injured for like a couple months, then yeah, it's anybody's game. And um, so surprised he didn't go to the NL. I know. I just, I just feel like he's more of an NL guy. Shohei, like I am surprised. Like it probably would have been with the Dodgers. So I'm happy he went to the Angels because Trout. I love Mike Trout. That team doesn't make sense. That the Angels are always looks like they're going to be good, but they're they're dog shit. Uh, but I have one more question before we wrap up. Ryu, Hunjin Ryu. What are the odds of the Blue Jays trading him? That was a question I was asked last night at Northern Superior in the tap room at the tap room at Northern Ooh. Superior. Well, is there a chance that Hunjin Ryu gets traded? My response was no. Uh, I said, if there's anyone getting traded, it's Gritchick or Guriel, as I mentioned. Depending on what they get, we'll choose which one of that. Uh, and that was basically the only conversation with this gentleman. So I, interesting fact, if they would trade him, is there a chance, Connor, that Hunjin Ryu would get? I think everyone's always open for a trade, but would the Blue Jays actively shop Hunjin Ryu? You know, it's funny because I, I just figured that they wouldn't even think about it, but I love the idea. Um, if you could put his money towards Robbie Ray, like, yep. is, is that is that a conversation you're willing to have? Would you give money to Ray over Ryu? Like, would you? I know this year, yeah. Like, this year, that's, that's a pretty easy answer. But before this year, who would you have rather had? Ryu. Yeah, well, I, that's why, I mean, he was on a bigger ticket for a reason, right? Like, that's... I, I think the market kind of spoke to that. Um, but moving forward, Robbie Ray's four years younger, has less injury history. True. And has played better at his peak. Tighter so pants. It's <laughs> and those just when Hunjin Ryu thought he had the, the best lower body in the league, Robbie Ray comes in with those tight ass pants. Holy Christ. His wife is probably just melting at the television, right? I like watched him with those tight pants. I'm like, holy Christ, that guy hits the gym. He's in shape. All the Jays pitchers are in shape, except Ryu. <laughs> no, Ryu and, well, Manoa's a big lad, but he's in shape. Manoa's a big boy. I didn't realize how big of a guy he is. He's 6'6", he's, yeah, he's... 250. That's a big man. That's a, that's a big dude. But yeah, Alec Manoa is like, Jason Momoa on the mound for the Jays. Like he's just a complete unit. Absolute unit. But no, I have one recommendation before we clue out. We talked a lot of baseball here, Connor. Uh, I went to see the uh, three movies in the past three weeks, more than I've ever been to the movies in the past long time since COVID. Uh, Sun Chi, I saw. Uh, I saw Venom, Let Them Carnage. Um, and then I saw James Bond. I saw 007. Don't you dare spoil James Bond for me, Dave. There's no spoiling for James Bond, but I can flat out tell you, um, I can flat out tell you, Connor, that James Bond was worth every penny. And on the same token, it, I am curious to see what people think of all of it at the end of it. And 
I recommend to go see it. I will not, I will not spoil anything for anybody. I will never do that. Uh, I almost had Endgame spoiled for me when I, before I went to see it, I would have lost my fucking marbles. Um, so I will say right now, Bond, go see it if you haven't. No time to die. James Bond, recommended. There's also no time left on the show tonight. Oh, look at that. Uh, look at that. We went over time. We had fun. Connor, I'll let you close out with uh, some closing, then let me close it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you start closing. It's your show. You know, you got to give you a, maybe give us one of our sponsors a shout out. Maybe tell us what you've been up to, and then I'll do the final conclusion for us. Oh, Jesus. My hands are getting sweaty. I've never had to close out the show before. I usually <laughs> just say thank you, smile pretty, and then wait for Dave to bring us home. But I'd like to thank the Northern Spear Tap Room once again as our uh, lead sponsor for the Strike Zone edition. Dave, my co-host, as always, keeping things fun, exciting, and lively. And hopefully, moving forward into the uh, new year, we've uh, talked about uh, expanding to video, expanding to uh, new platforms. And um, I'm looking forward to, to starting that with you. But in the meantime, we've got playoff baseball to look forward to. And I can't wait to see how it plays out. Sounds good. And we got one more show. Uh, no, one more show. God, we have multiple shows. We've still got, we've got the season going here with shows. Uh, we are planning to have a show we'll go for next weekend, uh, if that works for you. I know the schedule of baseball is pretty quick. Uh, but the best thing about the show listeners is that we don't have a schedule when we get to video and YouTube and the platform expansion, there will be schedules because it's kind of mandatory based on what the platform is. I'm not going to talk more about that because now I'm starting to dive into things, but we will have a strike zone edition every, uh, every week until the season is done. There'll be one episode per week, maybe another one if some big news or scandal happens, but uh, we'll have a show uh, weekly and it'll most likely be on the weekends is where we're going to have those shows. It seems to be the best time for myself and Connor uh, to get that going with that as well as, we got multiple other shows in the pocket. I've been absent for a couple of weeks within the pocket, actually. And I've been getting roasted, which is not fair. Uh, we're starting hockey. Uh, Top shelf editions back on uh, Monday. We will be having a recording. The upload will be on Tuesday though. And we will be going back to nor uh, to the tap room at Northern superior uh, for live on scene video. Once we do video, uh, it will be on scene at Northern as well. A lot of big things happening. ESPN 1400 edition. That's this Monday as well. Live. We have a special edition upload. Recent was Colin Miller. Obviously he's been on the show five times. He loves being on the show. Uh, he's more of a co-host now. <laughs> Spoiler alert. If he uh, retires from the NHL, I told me as a job, uh, but he, the next special edition upload uh, will be uh, with another uh, Sue, uh, Sue legend as well, who was drafted first overall in the Ontario hockey league, Patrick Jarrett, uh, will be the next special edition upload, but then there's going to be a two week break for special edition uploads because we are converting to video afterwards. And our first video upload Connor is with Theo Fleury. Uh, Theo Fleury will be the first YouTube upload. I'm starting to be more open with that. So we've got a lot of big things. There's three to four to five, sometimes shows a week. Keep it locked on thegamesportshow.com. We're on every platform except YouTube. YouTube coming up, though, uh, and a lot of big things coming up for the Game Sports Show, but as well as the Game Entertainment and Media. Those are two different, two of the same, on the same. That's all I'll say. Connor, always a pleasure, my friend. Always a good time. And you do a great job hosting, and I'm sorry that I take your air sometimes. <laughs> oh, there's enough to go around, Dave. 
<laughs> but no, Connor, we will be back next week. Dates to be determined, most likely on the weekend uh, to talk update baseball at that current time um, until the season is completed. So we'll be frequent with those. Comment below, hit like, follow, and subscribe. Uh, Connor, thank you again. Thank you to listeners. Happy thanks, uh, Thanksgiving to all the listeners and followers out there uh, in Canada. Uh, of course, uh, the United States is not uh, not yet. Uh, but uh, anyone in America, if you want to give a comment below for the Happy Thanksgiving to Canadians, we love hearing that. We love hearing from our brother or sister, whatever you want to be called across the border. Uh, that's, you know, it's been times, uh, local hockey's back, things are trying to get back to normal, a lot of exciting things. Uh, so there's a lot of things to be thankful for. That's what I'll say. That's how I'll end it. Connor, I'm thankful for you. Thank you again. I'm here to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, turn your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.